was always talking, oh man, we should, I love your voice, you know, you, we should do a project together. And I was like, all right, man, you're such a, I mean, rock star, I have to say now, you know, it's like, didn't expect, uh, I mean, and they grew bigger even in the, in the in the next years you know so that all right that's not gonna happen this death metal thing you know he's so busy always on tour writing music uh, for volby well and then uh, it was 2022 uh he called me when i actually was walking around in the streets of stockholm with my wife uh he called me up and said mark are you ready for the death metal project I said, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah let's go <laughs> Today on the show, you're going to learn everything about As in Hell. As in Hell is originally the brainchild of Michael Polson, who is the arena rock superstar fronting Volbeat, along with Morton of Raunchy, and the man we're talking to today, the legend Mark of Insidious Disease and Morgoth. And we learn from Mark how he met Michael, to why is the band called As in Hell, how it was inspired by the passing of LG from Entombed, to what makes this debut album Impy Hora so special, an update on Michael's vocal surgery. Also at the end of this chat, Mark leaves us with some amazing advice for anybody who's aspiring to be a metal vocalist. It's cool to hear how excited he is about this album drop, and you can listen to it right now, streaming everywhere, as in hell, Impy Hora, brought to you by Metal Blade Records. I've been spinning it like crazy, genuinely love it, and it was so cool to pick Mark's brain on this entire project. So yeah, let's get right into it. It's so great to meet you today, Mark. Um, just uh i'm i'm loving the new uh project as in hell listen to the record multiple times luckily enough uh i got it sent to me and uh i'm just very vi i'm like really vibing with it and just uh with michael i'm very familiar with his history like i've uh i've listened to volbeat for over a decade right now and um it's interesting because I noticed like beyond like the radio singles that people hear, if you really listen to those albums, there's some like deep metal cuts in it, like the way he plays, like little like thrash riffs and stuff. And I think it's just so cool with As in Hell for him to just go full heavy. And I kind of just want to know like your uh, history of even uh, meeting Michael and bringing this project together. Well, thank you very much for having me, and uh, yeah, great words, and absolutely, I can uh, absolutely um, um, uh, relate with that, um, that you say uh, there was some death metal structure sometimes in the Volbeat stuff, you know, and also with like uh, having already like uh, guest musicians um, on on records like uh, Millie Petrosa and, and Barney from, from Napalm. <laughs> Um, I think Michael tried to uh, sneak in this uh, uh, his little thrash and death metal roots in in the Volbeat stuff as well. But I think um, in the end he once kind of split it. You know, I I know that uh, some people, I mean, probably don't get it. Kind of you know, the Volbeat fans probably they just don't appreciate it probably. But um, yeah, and and uh, I mean, my history with Michael goes back to to the mid 90s i would say when wow. uh, i was uh, playing with morgoth in uh, denmark and dominus his old death metal band that he formed i think in 82 83 or something 
um, they opened up for us, you know, like uh, when we played in Copenhagen or in, in uh, Esbjerg or Aalborg or wherever in Denmark. And I think that uh, that's when we first met. And um, I think that's, uh, yeah, the, the very first contact we had. And we kind of lost touch in the early 2000s. And I didn't even know about uh, him uh, forming Volbeat or this, this was kind of a different genre too, you know, so I didn't really follow that anymore. Um, but then he uh, got back to me when I released um, an album with my band Insidious Disease, the first album that was like uh, 2009 or something. And he reached out to me and say, ah, this is Michael. Remember me from back in the day uh, when we mm. played some shows together in, in Denmark. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate your album. It's great. I love it. You know, it's like, uh, I said, all right, thanks. You know, and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm having a, another band, not Dominus anymore. It's called Volbeat. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to check it out. And I, and actually he, he said, oh, we're going to play next week. We're going to play in Berlin where I'm located at. And um, then I said, oh, all right. Yeah, I'm just going to come around. And he said, oh, we're going to play with Entombed. And I said, all right, that's cool, you know. And it's I sick. thought they would open up for Entombed, you know. And I was like, all right. See oh, other way. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to the venue and I was like, all right. It's like a huge venue. It's like 10,000 capacity. And I was like, man, Entombed got so big, man. It's like <laughs> they, they they pull, you know. It's like, And then <laughs> when I went into the venue, it's like all people having Volby shirts and uh, having this rockabilly attitude and stuff. And I was like wait, this is doesn't seem like an entombed crowd, you know? Yeah, and yeah. The right show. And I said, yeah, but he said, it's Volbeat. This Volbeat's so huge, you know, I didn't even know. And then was mm -hmm. I entered the backstage, I was like, man, you should have told me. I, I didn't I didn't even know that uh, Volbeat was so huge already. You know, like in 2008, they pulled like 10,000 people in Berlin. Wow. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's crazy, you know? And yeah, of course, it was was great to see the Entomb guys there and was like, oh, man, I thought you guys were headlining, but uh, uh, they were just the support act, you know, so it was like, but that was a really fun evening. And we, yeah, then we, re we reconnected kind of. And uh, since then, we never lost touch and always like talked about the death metal stuff, you know, sending send back and forth like bands we liked you know even like little links from uh, youtube like very obscure death metal stuff you know and michael is so such a death metal nerd he's uh way more into the really underground stuff than i probably am you know it's like uh he knows all the bands and all the details and all that you know it's like that's awesome because i think a lot of his fans wouldn't know that side of him yeah. too, just by listening and seeing like the volbeat stuff Exactly. I mean, he always wears like shirts on stage or off stage with like death metal bands and stuff. But I'm pretty sure not all the people know that his like really like his passion is <laughs> the death metal stuff still, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, since then, uh, we have been in contact and always like wrote each other and saw each other when Volbeat played um, in, in Berlin, where I'm located at. And I'm, I did some like when uh, when Barney wasn't able to sing the song. Uh, uh Evelyn, I always like uh stepped in. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the one where it has the guttural stuff going yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah. Where they have the the death metal sting. Um, yeah. So uh, since then we never lost contact. And then he was always talking. Oh man, we should. I love your voice. You know, you, we should do a project together. And I was like, all right, man, you're such a. I mean, 
rock star, I have to say now, you know, it's like didn't expect, uh, I mean, and they grew bigger even in the, in the, in the next years, you know, so that next time they came, came to Berlin, they even played in, in a venue for 20,000 people, you know, so mm -hmm. it's like, all right, that's not going to happen, this death metal thing, you know, he's so busy, always on tour, writing music uh, for Volby, so, um, yeah, but he always, like, kept talking about that, and um, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it, if you, whenever you are ready, I'm, I'm up for it, you know, well, and then uh, it was 2000, 22 uh he called me when i actually was in stockholm um walking around in the streets of stockholm with my wife uh he called me up and said mark are you ready for the death metal project i said <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah let's go <laughs> and it, that was right after or shortly after lg from entomb passed away um a mutual friend we had you know like uh yeah, condolences. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I think you you've probably read the story in the in the sh in the sheet that uh, Metal Blade sent you because um, he was close mm -hmm. with LG too, you know, from Entombed, and uh, LG tried to call him a couple of times before he passed away, uh, and all the time Michael wasn't able to pick up the phone. One time he was at the register in the supermarket. One time he called him at night, uh, probably just to say goodbye and something like that and a couple of days later he uh, passed away so yeah, michael really tragic. felt uh felt really shitty about that that he couldn't pick up the phone you know mm -hmm. then it was like back on tour in the states i think and he talked to his um to his guitar tech and uh and uh telling him well i'm a little bit inspired to write some death metal stuff you know and it's like can you look up for the for the death metal pedals you know yeah and uh, yeah, they had a little chat and all of a sudden, uh, without touching his iPod, all of a sudden, uh, uh, Entomb came up uh, with LG yelling, I'm full of hell. So uh, that's yeah. what Michael said. This is like the call LG gave him to, uh, to say, now it's time to do the death metal project. And that's why he called me immediately and said, Mark, are you ready for this? I just got a call from LG. He said, it was like, you got a call from LG? No, I said, yeah, you really, you know, it's like, it's his uh, soul, like his spirit type of thing. Believe sometimes something in this spiritual connection kind of things and stuff, you know? So yet for him, it was like, uh, yeah, LG called him and said, now do the death metal project, Michael. So Amazing. yeah, in, uh, in 22, we, uh, we exchanged the first uh, song ideas. I mean, um, him and his good neighbor and friend and old, old longtime friend, uh, Morton, um, went into the garage, Morton, and uh, just jammed around a little bit. Also, on like very simple and very, uh, whatever, not not really posh, uh, 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 let's say, rehearsal place. It was his little garage with a yeah. kid and his old one little speaker and nothing really really fancy so he said ah we're just gonna do the old school death metal on the old school instruments too so love it uh, and recorded on the iphone you know which they sent me to to sing along with or sing sing some stuff on and it worked out it was like that you know it's like we exchanged the files and sent the stuff back and forth in a very kind of primitive way um, and that's how the record came together very quickly, kind of, you know, in like, a, like let's say, eight months or something. 
And yeah, then we went into the studio uh, with Jacob Hansen, who also is an old like comrade of me and Michael, of course, because he produced all the uh, uh, Wallbeat stuff. But uh, I also like played a lot of shows with him in his band Invocator in the early 90s. And uh, I, I don't know if you know that, but Jacob is a uh, the guitar player. He, I think he was in Invocator, uh, old Danish thrash, death thrash band. So that's how the uh, came full circle, you know, it's like- I love band. it. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like such like a big journey. Like uh, you said, like going back to like the early 2000s and it's so cool that uh, just like you never know uh, who you're going to meet and what's going to become of it too with like similar passions. And uh, yeah, you mentioned- uh, him hearing that full of hell part i also read like just to give people uh context that he almost like tried to call the band full of hell but there was like other too many names like that so he kind of uh create or you guys uh created the name as in hell which yeah. i thought was pretty awesome no, had, yeah oh and you got the merch already yeah <laughs> let's go yeah, yeah we had to uh, yeah we had to change the name into uh, yeah in into as in hell but uh yeah but that's that's fine you know it's like there was a band already called full of hell so it was very yeah. quick that uh, uh changed the name into s and hell yeah i even love hearing that story about uh going back to the garage too because uh i know michael he's doing arenas with like metallica and stuff and even you like i i look up uh, morgoth and there's the walking festivals and everything and it's almost uh it's got to feel a little humbling too. And I also read that read in the press release, uh, Michael was saying that it feels like he's like 17 again, you know, like when you just start in a band, you're just doing it from pure passion, you know, like uh, it's almost like uh, a little reset on all of you guys to just do something new like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's, uh, that's great. And I think that's what you can hear also on the album. That's very spontaneous, not too much thinking about stuff, not too, whatever picky about guitar riffs it's just like it has to come from the stomach and from the heart kind of mm -hmm. um and also it was very quick that we assembled the songs kind of you know so uh yeah that was i mean just like it felt like back in the old days you know kind of uh yeah not thinking too much about what could be a, a good hook or whatever you know it's like it just came natural so but on the other hand of course michael knows so much about songwriting nowadays you know that he also can transform the probably the wall beat um knowledge into mm -hmm. into the new stuff as well you know but also still has the you know he should he knows how how, how things should sound you know mm -hmm. and that's so it was so like when i heard it first was like immediately hooked with the stuff you know there wasn't anything i would say uh, you could change this into that or maybe this part a little bit longer or shorter. It was just like already perfect when he when he sent the stuff over, you know, it's like, yeah. And he I think he's a, he's, he's having a vision of it, you know, so uh, yeah. And it was I mean, I'm really grateful that uh, that he picked me to <laughs> to sing on that stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's perfect too. like just even like the the voice and the riffs, too. And um yeah just lis listening to it front to back a couple times too like uh like you said there's not really like something i would say needs to be changed like it's no filler you know it's just all killer type of thing and uh i love how even though it's gritty and everything it still has like that certain catchiness too and i guess like like you mentioned it comes from years of being a professional songwriting and just 
uh, being a master at your craft with structuring everything. And is there a specific song that like really sticks out to you that you really uh, love, like whether it's singing or just the meaning of it or anything? Um, not really. It's uh, kind of the same thing that you just mentioned. You know, it's like it all flows really like natural. And I, I've thought or have uh, also in interviews, people ask me, what song is your favorite? And I said, mm -hmm. uh, I can't really tell you, you know, it's like because every song has a certain part that I totally love, you know, and uh, I can't really pick a song, but probably Impiora, the last song is really um yeah it's a little bit longer than the others and has a little bit um yeah um a mid part which is a little bit more like longer parts or whatever so that sticks out a little bit because it's not very fast it's a little bit more mid-tempo um mm -hmm. probably that one but all the others are like just like uh it's just more like a punch in the face kind of thing you know um yeah maybe the last one is a little bit different so it sticks out maybe a bit but all in all, I, I don't really can't tell you uh, mm -hmm. which I love the most. It's it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Then that's a, that's a great sign. And uh, yeah, even same with me. I couldn't tell you uh, what my favorite track is. It's just something like every time uh, I've I've listened to it, I hit it and just let it play through. Haven't skipped anything. It's just, it's really, it's a, it's a great piece. And I'm, I'm excited to see uh, if you guys actually like tour and play this live. Is that in the, the works? Or? Um, well, um, first of all, we said, ah, it's probably won't be able to, to tour because Morton and me are having a family. We're having a day job. Mm -hmm. We have a regular jobs and stuff. It's not, not professional musicians like Michael, mm -hmm. but um, after finishing the album, we said, ah, man, this is, it needs to be performed too, you know, it's like, and of course we can't go on tour like six weeks in the States and six weeks in Europe in a van anymore, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, we said, yeah, we definitely going to play shows, playing festivals, playing selected shows. Um, yeah. And that would be great if we can do that in the States too, or in Canada too, that would be perfect, you know, Yeah. but it's not going to be that we're going to be on tour, like a six week tour in a van anymore, I guess. Mm -hmm, definitely and yeah that would be make it even a bigger attraction too it's just like kind of like uh this little super band uh doing selective shows too and uh yeah i i i know you can't do the full on the road six months or whatever but uh yeah i, I do hope you make it to canada or like one of the metal festivals like uh like i think they have a couple in the summer so uh yeah i i hope uh i'm gonna put that out in the universe because i selfishly uh would like to see it live and everything that would be awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be great. You know, it's like, it would be great to come back to the States, play some selected shows, play some shows in Canada too. That's yeah, that's, but yeah, we were working on it and we talked about that to the management and they are, I think they're all already working uh, around that in the background. So I'm hoping uh, for next year, 2024, uh, when, uh, when, uh, Volbit is taking a sabbatical kind of like to write a new album and not tour or not play shows. So that's the time for ass and hell to play some mm -hmm. select shows for, for sure. Yeah. And even, uh, I saw a news report last week and it was saying that Michael's kind of getting like vocal surgery mm -hmm. as well too. So even like, I don't know the severity of that, but him not having to sing is probably a blessing in this time now. Like if he's even like, um, in the condition to go and even play and stuff. So to, to have you, uh, kind of just 
take the lead on that that's got to be like a good timing thing for everything in a way yeah absolutely I'm, i really feel sorry for him because i know how it is you know i've i've lost my boys several times on tour too and then it's a, a horrible thing you know you have to perform and you know you don't want to cancel a tour and stuff um and he had that like a couple of years back already when he was struggling with his voice but i know this time he's getting this uh yeah operation actually and the surgery on his vocal cords so yeah i'm really hoping that uh it, it, it turns out well and that's why he can't do interviews anymore too you know it's like mm -hmm, uh, yeah he just had, needs to relax with the voice. And I know as a, as a vocalist, I know how hard that is. You know, you can't really, you're not allowed to talk, you know. And if you lose your voice, you know, that's oh, that's a really tough thing, you know, and feel really sorry for him. And yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm sure he's a very positive person and uh, I'm sure he's going to gonna be okay after, after the surgery. Yeah, all the best wishes towards him. Hope he has a great recovery on that. And uh, even like I recently uh, met somebody at a show last week. Uh, we were at a hate breed show. A stranger came up to me as I was yelling like the lyrics. And uh, I'm not a trained vocalist. And uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, you got a good like growl. But I'm like, do you notice I, I only say like three words and I stop because I, I just like tense up. And uh, I also met like a lot of other people who like kind of want to get into metal, but they don't know how to properly condition themselves. It's like, it's almost dangerous in a way. And I just want to know like you as a total vet of doing the style over years, doing like full sets and everything. Would you have any advice for somebody who's trying to be like, um, I guess, going into extreme metal and wanting to be a lead vocalist? Mm. Well, um, I had the same problems before I took vocal lessons in the early 90s. I always like, I mean, we started as a band with more of like a, I, we, I didn't even have a PA. So I started to yell uh, the songs against the, the instruments, you know, like without using uh, amplification. So every time I was like, <laughs> not able to talk anymore. And after, I think after the Cursed album in 91, I took vocal lessons for, uh, with a professional jazz singer. And she told me like really like uh, techniques, like uh, how to breathe out of the stomach, not also like th sing through the throat, but off the stomach, uh, having relaxing uh, lessons with like uh, doing certain uh, uh, um, things to the vocal cords and also like gargling with uh, sage, for example, it's like the best... Mm honey and stuff like that and the other thing is uh on tour you have to take it easy you know you can't you know if the other guys are drinking smoking whatever do you know uh as a vocalist you shouldn't attend you know uh as hard it is it, it, it is sometimes you know but uh it's always like go to bed early <laughs> gargle yeah. or uh, sage tea don't smoke don't drink too much you know but that's uh yeah but i think also with the years you know you know to how to use your voice properly and not to stress the vocal cords too hard. And um, it's, a, I think it's a matter of also like a, a training, you know, mm -hmm. it's like a muscle too, you know, if you don't train a muscle, you know, it, it gets loose. So it's the same with the vocal cords. But of course, you know, it's like if you do a six week tour, you know, after afterwards, just like the voice is gone probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I probably won't do a <laughs> six weeks tour in a row <laughs> yeah. anymore. So uh, yeah. But it's um, yeah, be be kind to yourself and um, 
try to do good stuff with your vocal cords like yeah honey tea and sage tea and yeah not talk too much on tour don't smoke don't drink Mm -hmm. yeah that's great and sound advice too and uh i don't know like for some reason like it's just like i i guess people who are like really in tune with like metal stuff they can appreciate beyond just the screaming and it's it's such a skill almost to the point where like i could hear somebody like a corpse grinder go for an hour on stage and uh, in my brain i'm like that's a thing of beauty but the average person to be like oh what the fuck this is scary type of thing you know it's uh it's such like a crazy skill and like when you break down the layers of it it's um it's it's insane what you guys actually do in the conditioning that goes into it yeah it's kind of a sports lesson you know you take you know it's like a it is, it is stretching the vocal cords and you have to, I, I think, I mean, I warm up a little bit before the show. I never did that when I was like, whatever, 16, 17, 18, you know, just drinking beer, smoking mm, you know, yeah. on stage and then after the show the same. So yeah, it was like, I could probably do that in the like the first couple of years, but afterwards I was like, all right, you know, it's like, it's that's not good, you know, it doesn't work. So mm -hmm. you have to take care of yourself. That's uh, probably one of the most important things. But yeah, death metal is like definitely, I mean, it's it's uh, it's tough too. You know, it's not like uh, if you're on tour, it's not like a party all the time. You know, it's yeah. like of the musicians nowadays, uh, it's not like this sex, drugs and rock and roll thing anymore. It's more like uh, go to bed early, have your tea and uh, and and. Uh, uh, whatever and a yoga lesson <laughs> yeah and actually yeah the similar uh statements from uh, the last interview i did was actually with uh alex the basis of cannibal corpse too yeah. and he was saying the same thing he's like i can't i don't he's like i don't know how people play hungover you know and uh it's interesting now like um over the years we've seen legends in other genres from rock and like soul music and stuff and they're kind of doing their thing but this is the first wave of legacy artists in death metal because death metals is kind of like a 30, 40 year old genre, you know, it's still fairly new compared to the other stuff. And it's just interesting to see and hear how everybody kind of is adapting as they get older and maybe a little more sore in, in everything. But uh, it's cool to see everybody still like doing it and have that same spirit as when they started or everything like that yeah definitely that's uh really exactly what i what i would say too you know it's like a very nailed the nail it on the point mm -hmm. yeah so this week uh if people are listening to this brand new uh september 29th as in hell dropping the album um yeah finally like how do you feel going into the release well, I'm excited, you know, um, so the, the first reviews have been really good. So, um, and I'm, I've confident in the album, you know, in the songs and in the stuff, in, in, in the stuff we did and in the, yeah, in, in the, in the record company who did an amazing job for us, you know, as a newcomer band, I would say they were just like fantastic in, uh, in everything they did for us so far. So I'm really, uh, <laughs> oh, my kids are. <laughs> coming in. Uh, that's sorry. awesome yeah it's uh, okay it's okay but yeah it's um, i'm i'm really grateful for 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 um, being able to to release an album uh 
in the age of 53 and still be able to do that, you know, and uh, also have like a, yeah, a good album coming out, which people seem to like. Um, and yeah, that's a great feeling, of course. Yeah, that's awesome, Mark, and it's inspiring as well for other creatives who just want the longevity and just like always like following your passions and everything. But uh, yeah, I want to thank you for your time today. I'm going to let you spend time with your family now and everything, but uh, it was very great to meet yeah <laughs> yeah it was so great to uh to meet you and uh and have this chat too I'm, I'm excited to share this and uh and excited to see how people take in the album and we'll continue to share it and share clips of this uh this interview as well thank you so much very great thanks again to mark for giving us all the details on the as in hell debut like we mentioned impi hora the new album it is out right now brought to you by metal blade records and what can i say it's fucking great if you're in the metal and this is your first time hearing about it right when you hit the stop button on this episode go and listen to it please and before i go and probably listen to it again i first gotta thank all you legends on the patreon page like always for giving me your love and support. And first up, we gotta thank our boy, Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into technology, electronics, how they work, and most importantly, how to fix them, check out Testing with Mike on YouTube. Also, the lovely Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Beyond being the host of Top 10 Nerd and talking to millions of subscribers, she has her very own YouTube channel. Definitely search for Amanda McKnight. If you're into comic books, video games, movies, and all things nerdy. Another thanks to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legend, Devin McBride, Ryan frickin' Campbell, my favorite soul singer, Sabre, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to support the show and get all these episodes early, raw, uncut, no edits, right when I'm done the Zoom call, I just post them, you can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond having my thanks and getting a shout out at the end of the show you'll get to go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw uncut independent media and nobody can take that away from you you hear me with that being said we got so many episodes for you we're covering the toronto after dark film festival got some cool horror and sci-fi also some other things i did an interview with the voice actress of the street fighter character i play one with the creator of Airbud. and this week we are talking to the band unearth endless well of interviews coming your way i appreciate you guys listening and we'll catch you next time yeah <laughs>